Well, good morning. Nice to see you all. Thanks, team, for leading us. I like to see Ming's on the drums. You've just proving so much. It's just adding great value. And I like the fact that you want to be more like me. <laughs> Notice the hair. Even the colour coordination today. It's like... Love that. <laughs> One of the things I valued about Nat's message last week, and there were many, if you haven't heard it, get online. Apparently, Dave's the week before was really good. As, no, it was really good. <laughs> so listen to that as well. Um, one of the things I held on to, for me anyway, that connected with me and my story was your vulnerability. Um, to admit that she needs soul work, as we all do. I guess that spoke to me because I can relate to that. I can connect to that. It wasn't, you know, and Nat's got it all together or has all the answers preach at me. <laughs> it was an invitation to be transformed by the love of God. And we all need that, right? We need that from our leaders. We need that from our preachers, our teachers, our influencers. Messages soaked in vulnerability, sincerity, and relatability. And so I related to that. I connected with that. I found comfort in that. And I was challenged by that. So today... A couple of things that are really important for me is that you're very aware that I don't have all the answers. <laughs> you know, today I feel this is not so much a preach or a teach, but a bit of a reflection of how God has been speaking and challenging me in the area of loving him with all of our mind, literally our intellect and our thinking. Those of you that do know me would know that I do a lot of work in this area, um, helping people change the way they think. Shift the way you think, baby, that's it. But it's important that you know a couple of things. Firstly, I struggle and wrestle with my thinking sometimes. Sometimes it's negative. Sometimes it's fear-driven. Sometimes it feels like it's drowning in my own insecurity. Sometimes it's deeply worldly. Sometimes it's judgmental. Sometimes it's just freaking wrong. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that word? Yes. Okay. I just did. So for me, it's important that we learn together, challenge each other, encourage the grunt out of each other. It's the only word I felt appropriate to put in there. Support each other, be patient with each other and kind to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. So let me pray 
Because those of you who ever stand in front of people to bring a message know that at least the week leading up to, it's all you think about. (laughs) And so my thinking, which is what we're talking about, has been in chaos this week. So let me pray for clarity, because <laughs> I'm going to need it for your benefit. So God, I thank you that you know what is going on here this morning. You're both very excited and expectant about what it is that you want to say to us, not so much about what Brett has to bring, but more about what your spirit wants to say and encourage and challenge us with today. And that's what we want more than anything, is to be challenged and encouraged by your word, by your truth, and by your presence this morning. We want to be changed. And so I surrender this word to you, I surrender myself to you, and ask God that you would move in our lives beyond what I say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. So I have a couple of dilemmas that I have been wrestling with for a while. And the first one is this. You think you're right. And so do I. Thus lieth the problem. The second dilemma is that what you think helps shape reality. Not only. Our our thinking and our emotions are very interconnected into creating behavior and outcomes. So sometimes I can feel something, which then leads me to think something, which then creates behavior or action or outcome and then sometimes I can think something which then makes me feel something which then leads to behavior and outcomes so the challenge is we all think we're right don't we Luba (laughs) not all the time I know I'm being cheeky is that all right and yet clearly we all cannot be Yes? And this is is the chaos of our world. When you look around the conflict and the chaos and the arguments and the disconnection and bad behaviour and all that we see and witness around, it's because I think I'm right. And so do you. But we can't all be. And this is not just out there in the world. This is not just, you know, our view of politics or COVID or vaccinations or worship styles, music, speaking in tongues. You know, the list is endless of what the church has wrestled with over 2,000 years, what they've argued about, what they've come into conflict about, what they've been divided about. It's because I think I'm right. And I am, no. (laughs) Uh, That could end badly. Thinking is powerful. 
Uh, our behaviour, I believe, is shaped by our thinking. And our thinking is shaped by our experiences, our, or, you know, our upbringing, our fears, our faith journey, what we've been told. You know, so much speaks in to our experiences and our thinking. And it's super challenging. We think we can't before we don't. We think we're not good enough before we give up. We think we will fail before we don't try. We think I'm better before we judge. We think you won't before we decide not to ask. We won't behave and act or speak with love toward others if we don't think others deserve our love. We won't behave or act or speak with love to ourselves if we don't think we are worthy of love. We won't behave or act or speak with love towards God if we don't think we are truly loved by God. His beloved. Our thinking is powerful. And it's a massive challenge. So if we want to behave like followers of Jesus, we must think like followers of Jesus. And the big challenge that God has been, and it's you know always never coincidental that you get asked to speak on something that God's been challenging you about for four months. Is it, Nat? <laughs> Is, he's been saying to me, Brett, you need to think kingdom. Everywhere I go, every interaction I have with people, is I hear this little voice in my head, and it sometimes drives me nuts. Think kingdom. And I, to be honest, still don't really know what that means or looks like or how that plays out in my journey and my relationships and my faith journey. How do we love God with our mind? You know, I'm an acts of service guy. So, you know, I can love God by doing stuff for him. That's, that's easy for me. You know, I love my family by doing stuff for my family. I love Jen by doing stuff for Jen. That's, that's, that's for me, is like, yeah. Love God with all your stuff and action and hard work and service and washing the dishes and cleaning the floor and... Fixing the car and painting the walls and setting up the chairs. Yeah, I can do that. But to love God with my mind? What is unseen? Probably one of my 
favourite and most challenging verses of Scripture over the last few years is Romans 12.2, where it says, you know, do not be conformed. Say on that. Do not be conformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Passion Translation, which I love, says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Total reformation of how you think. That's the renewing of the mind. Then, it says, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we are called to be kingdom thinkers. And that means that we will think very differently to the world around us. We are not called to be church thinkers. You know, as a leader, pastor, whatever you want to call it, in God's church for 20-something years, there's been so many times in my journey where I've been a church thinker and not a kingdom thinker. We are certainly not called to be Kingsway thinkers. Absolutely not religious thinkers. Not even Christian thinkers. Am I allowed to say that? We are kingdom thinkers. Not traditional, denominational or organisational. Our thinking is formed and founded and focused through his kingdom, because of his kingdom and for his kingdom. And people will not understand it. Because it's radically inclusive. It's intentionally non-judgmental. It's holistically embracing. It's others-focused. It's extraordinarily generous. It's consistently unbiased. Okay. And above all, it's driven and shaped by love. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first God's kingdom and what God wants. And then all your other needs will be met. You know, the challenge for us is to change the way we think. But to what? My thinking is formed and shaped by all the experiences that I've walked through in 50-something years. All the relationships I have. So the relationships I have with you shape my thinking. And you think you're right. So the world 
It's, it's easier for us to go, oh, this is how the world thinks. Let's not think like that. You know, the world thinks about my safety, whereas I believe kingdom thinkers is about my surrender. I mean, our world is so driven by safety. The world's thinking my needs, kingdom thinking, his kingdom. The world thinks about my success, kingdom thinking is about my calling. Because we're all called, right? My rights versus his lordship. And my truth versus our story. Kingdom thinking doesn't make assumptions. It doesn't write stories or presume it's right. Those three things there, I struggle with every day. Every day. To not make assumptions, to not write stories about stuff I don't know about, and to not think I'm right. (laughs) Kingdom thinkers listen so we can understand and connect. They learn so that we can embrace, include, and serve others. And we're humbly okay with being wrong. You know, I've been proven I'm wrong so many times. It kind of feels like the older I get, the wronger I was. You know, there's a saying, it's, you know, the older I get, the better I was. But it feels like the older I get, the wronger I was. You know, it's like all these things that I believe to be true about God, about faith, about church, about life, about relationships, about you name it. 30 years ago, in my 20s, when I thought I was even writer, I'd think totally different now. And I go back and look at those in my 20s where I was, you know, onward Christian soldiers. What I preached and taught and believed and lived out is like, please forgive me. Because I feel like I was so wrong. Kingdom thinkers think with purpose and a spiritual awareness that knows we don't know it all or have all the answers or are indeed even right. And I struggle with what I'm saying. As as those words are coming out of my mouth, I struggle to reconcile with that. Because I know the world struggles to reconcile with that because we have people that love God, that follow Jesus, that think entirely differently about important stuff about biblical interpretation, about how to live as a Christian. And they think they're right, and I think I'm right, and you think you're right. And I don't, I don't want it to be like that. I want it to be easier and simpler and less chaotic and confusing. I want us to all go, 
we all agree? <laughs> we are. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We are all wrong. And we're all right. And it's all right to be wrong. <laughs> I want everybody to come to this place where we go, well, yeah, this is, this is what's right. <laughs> this is the answer. This is the solution. This is the way. This is the truth. And those people will convince you or tell you or preach at you, including me, <laughs> that what they believe to be true, what they think is right, is right. And if you disagree with me, then you're wrong. And I don't want that. And I struggle with what some followers of Jesus think is right. Because I think they're wrong. <laughs> but maybe I am. Are you confused yet? <laughs> Kingdom thinkers think with a deep curiosity unique kindness and incredible grace that I believe is seen in the way we love, in the way we behave, and the way we serve our world. I am deeply challenged by what I'm sharing with you today. Um, it keeps me awake at night sometimes. Because I, I, and again, those of you who've known me for, for years would know that I love unity. So does God, and he blesses it. You know, Jesus' prayer in John 17 is that we would be one. Not just casually one but perfectly one <laughs> as he is one with the father that's a unique and powerful oneness and i don't see that in our world and it concerns me and upsets me and challenges me and I kind of sometimes just want to walk away and hide because and, it's too hard. So what's the challenge for me to bring to the church, to my friends, to the wider church? And I'm convinced... We need to be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how we think. But what that means for me at 56 years old is 56 years of thinking 
that needs to be undone. <laughs> well, that's scary right there. And for some of you, it's more than 56 years. <laughs> Not to mention anyone. <laughs> so what do we do? I mean, this is the question I've been thinking about not sleeping about this week is what do we do with this how do we know that our thinking is kingdom thinking when sometimes the person next to us that we love dearly thinks totally different to us and says their thinking is kingdom thinking can you understand my dilemma right I mean I love you but some of you think very differently to me about things that I think matter. And that's okay. I can still love you. But who's right? Well, the, that was the question you were all supposed to say, you are, Brett. <laughs> Obviously. So, some things I feel practically we might be able to do. The first would be this, become aware of your thoughts. If our thoughts are powerful, and I believe they are, I do believe that the way we think does impact and shape how we live. Right? You know, as I said before, I, I think I can't or I... I think I can, I'm right. <laughs> so thinking is powerful. So we need to become aware of our thoughts. We need to, not just our in the secret thinking, but our self-talk, our what are we saying to ourselves? I mean, I don't know how they measure this, but they reckon we say at least two and a half to 5,000 things to ourselves every day. Now, again, I'm not sure who measured that. <laughs> Some would say up to 50,000. That's the ladies, I think. No, kidding. <laughs> now, I reckon I'm up there about 50,000. <laughs> so that's a lot of thinking going on up here, right? We've got to wrestle with our thinking, question our thinking. And we have to then shape our thinking with God's help. We have to undo some stuff. I honestly believe that. We have to undo some negative, unhelpful, unresourceful, crappy thinking. I want to be a kingdom thinker. But I realise that so often I am not. I'm a Brett thinker. <laughs> and my thinking is based on a whole bunch of stuff. I want Jesus and his kingdom to shape and transform my thinking. So part of what I would encourage you to do is to start praying into your thinking. 
See, what we tend to do is we pray into the behavior or the circumstances, what we see, right? But so often it's our thinking that shapes what is seen, the unseen shapes what is seen. And so I've really been challenged recently to be praying into what I think. Actually asking God to challenge my thinking, to correct my thinking, to transform my thinking through the Holy Spirit. Pray for your thinking. (laughs) The second thing I would say is we need to protect our thoughts with what you allow into your mind. Now, I've been told this before growing up, you know. I was told this as a teenager. I was told it as a young adult. I was told it as a whatever comes after that. A what? An adult. (laughs) Okay. You know, what you allow into your mind. And I've got to be honest, there's been many times in my life where I've gone, whatever. But we have to protect our minds. What you watch, what you listen to, who you listen to, what you read, who you allow to influence you. We have to protect our minds. And I think the challenge with that is I also think we need to be open-minded. So we both need to protect, but also be open. One of the things that I have started to do more recently in my life is when somebody disagrees with me, or someone doesn't hold my belief, or somebody thinks completely different to me, is to come into that conversation with, I don't know if I'm right. I could be wrong. And I'm okay with that. Now, I may end up being right. (laughs) Most of the time, no. Ask Jen, she'll tell you. Most of the time, I'm not. (laughs) But I want to go into that conversation, into that relationship, into that dialogue without an assumption that I'm right and they're wrong. And then I want to wrestle with that. I want to have that chat. I want to have that conversation. I want to dive in. I want to be open. So we need to become aware of our thoughts. I think we need to pray for our thinking. I think we need to protect our mind, but I also think we need to be (laughs) open-minded. And the last thing is we need to surrender our thoughts to Jesus. You know, in in 2 Corinthians 10, it sort of talks about this idea of, you know, taking every thought and holding it captive under Christ. It's kind of like every thought. To insist that every thought bow in obedience to the king and his kingdom. And that's a massive challenge, right? So stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, 
but we inwardly transform by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. And it's through that reformation of how you think that leads us to transformation that then enables and empowers us to live the beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in God's eyes. Do not be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within by a new way of thinking. When that happens, it says, then you will be able to decide what God wants for you. You will know what is good and pleasing to him, what is perfect. So the challenge for all of us today in our world and I feel like this through social media, through globally being connected but also disconnected, through, you know, because 30 years ago I could tell people stuff and they couldn't really test it. <laughs> they couldn't Google it. They couldn't get 14,000 other opinions on the same thing. They just kind of had to take my word for it, which is kind of scary. But that's not reality today, right? There are thousands of opinions about everything out there that you can access. And not just in the world, but in the church. And so I believe for us to love God with all of our mind, You know, this becoming whole, right? Surrendering. We have to learn to love God with our thinking. I'm going to pray for you and for me. Because I haven't answered your questions. I've rattled you a little bit. Some of you have loved that. And some of you are sitting there wishing I didn't open my mouth. And either is fine. Because God wants to do a work in you. Because he wants to do a work through you. And he does want to see your thinking transformed and aligned with the kingdom. Because the kingdom is life. The kingdom is hope. The kingdom is where the power of the king is released in your life. And some of us have got some very unhealthy thinking that God wants to transform. He wants to bring that reformation through the power of his Holy Spirit. Because I think at the end of the day, that has to be our prayer. Because I don't know who's right. <laughs> Except the king.
So why don't we stand and let's open our hearts and our minds, our thinking. You know, even now, there's all these little thoughts going on in people's heads. Things that we're saying to ourselves right now. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'll never change. This is not about me. It's about someone else. (laughs) Or this is good. This is bad. This is hard. This is whatever. We're all thinking stuff. Some of you are thinking, no, I'm not. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. So I don't come to this command of our God to love him with our thinking and our intellect, our mind, with necessarily an answer but Christ, but the kingdom, but the king. What I do know is that loving God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength is a journey of transformation, not a destiny that we will get to tomorrow. Unless tomorrow is your last day on earth, then you end up in heaven. Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking about. Exactly. So as I said, less a preach and a teach today and more of a reflection of what is often very chaotic in my head. So let's open our hearts to God. Lord Jesus, I know that you're in this and that you are here. I know that you are speaking. And I know that you are ministering, that you are at work. For me personally, this is a massive journey of challenge, of struggle, of not knowing. And in all of that, I just trust you, Jesus. I have to trust you, Jesus. And I do trust you, Jesus. I trust you. I trust your kingdom. I trust you as the king. And I want it more and more to surrender my thoughts, my thinking to you under your lordship, for your kingdom, that your Holy Spirit, as your word says, that I would be transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit inwardly by a total reformation of the way I think. And I pray that over each person here this morning. I pray the Holy Spirit would come, would fill, would move, would reveal Unhealthy thinking, unresourceful thinking, wrong thinking. We would be renewed and transformed so that we could love you fully, wholly, completely with all that we are, heart, soul, mind and strength, not just what we do but how we think. 
I pray that there would be a deeper alignment and unity. And this is a massive prayer. But it's your prayer, Jesus, that you prayed in John 17. That those that will believe in him because of the testimony of the disciples would be perfectly one as God the Father and Jesus are one. And I pray that over this church and I pray that over the church. And that's a miracle in Jesus' name. Amen.